I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. And I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome everybody to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best and worst and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. This week is exciting because we're going to be talking about another one of the Seven Little Fortunes besides Sammo Hung and Jackie Chan. It's uh, Yuen... How do you say it? Yuen Biu? I keep reading it. I don't remember how you say it. Yeah, Yuen Biu is usually how how I hear but it looks like it would be uh, Biao, the way it's sort of Romanized. I said Biao for so many years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's Yu and Biu, and he's the star in the movie Dreadnought, which was released in 1981, uh, and it was also produced by Raymond Chow and directed by Yu and Wu Ping, just like uh, Magnificent Butcher, and was Snake in the Shadow was just directed by Yu and Wu Ping, right? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. uh, seasonal films. That was uh, seasonal films, yeah, produced by Ung Si Yuan. Yeah. And this is uh, Golden Harvest, the second Golden Harvest movie we've done. So I don't again like most of these movies. I don't have any background with them, but uh, Marty, you're the one that recommended this one. So give you a little background. Sure. Well, yeah, we've basically now created kind of um, an unofficial trilogy of one of the most famous trios in uh, Hong Kong cinema, which is Jackie Sammo and Yoon Bu. Mm-hmm. Uh, with each of these films being uh, directed and choreographed by the uh, by the great Yoon Wu Ping. Uh, but this is a really, I think, uh, interesting film for some other reasons, which is that it really puts a spotlight on the Peking opera tradition where all three of these actors came from. And it's a tradition that the Yun family um, was very steeped in. So it's interesting in Hong Kong cinema, you'll see the name Yun a lot, but there's sort of two branches. There's one which comes from uh, Simon Yun, beggar so uh, from the... Snake and Eagle Shadow. Yeah, from, or, yeah the beggar from and Snake from and Drunk, Eagle and Shadow. Drunk Master, right? And yeah, sort of Potter Familius of the Yuan clan. So that's a, an actual family name. And then the leader of the Peking Opera School that the Seven Little Fortunes came from, his name was uh, Jim Yuan. And so it's sort of an honorarium uh, for their master. Most of the students took his name in some fashion or another. Uh, oh, cool. And some of them have kept it, like Yuan Biu and Yuan Hua. Mm-hmm. And some of them have uh, taken other sort of s- screen names, so it can get a little bit uh, a little bit confusing. But there is some connection, and I actually uh, learned recently that apparently one of the teachers uh, for some of the Peking opera classes for these young kids when they were starting out was uh, Simon Yuan himself. <laughs> oh, cool! Oh, cool! Um, do you, uh, you you said you hadn't seen this, Carlos, right? No, I had not, and um, I'm really glad that Marty ended up recommending it because we yeah we kind of basically created a little pyramid of these <laughs> yeah. three guys, and uh, we'll get to see a bit more of them coming up real soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never seen this movie, and in my like history with movies, I've always kind of seen Yun Biu as kind of like the the straight man of the three he always kind of plays sure. a, a cool guy or i mean later on maybe more like of a cop kind of type of character he's and, sort of like the george harrison or whatever he's like <laughs> sure. in some ways your favorite because he's not getting all the attention yeah so i always thought he was like cool to me because like anytime he showed up it, 
really be doing cool stuff. He didn't really lean on the comedy as much. And mm-hmm. you always knew you would get like some really tight, fast action out of him. Well, and historically, he was one of like the first call doublers for so many classic yeah, so films. He was a stunt double for Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon, correct? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's true. And then he, that. well, in Game of Death, um, he's used a lot to. He's one to of double the body for, doubles that right, they to used. Double for Bruce. Because that was that was that was the one that Bruce Lee died like halfway through filming it, right? Right. Or right. like they had to kind of cobble stuff together. Yeah, there's to... sort of two versions of the of that movie. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool in this movie. Uh, we'll definitely get into it a little more, but he plays very counter to what I've always seen. He's like kind of a <laughs> mm-hmm. he's basically a coward and who's they, not proficient in kung fu yeah, at all. Yeah, no, they play up that he doesn't. There's a lot of scenes where. It, it's almost insulting. Like if you're expecting to see him doing stuff, you're like, <laughs> right. he's just kind of throwing himself around and um, yeah, yeah, running away a lot. But um, mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see him in more of like a comedic kind of counter to what you'd expect role. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. In some ways, it doesn't have the flashy choreography per minute the way that Magnificent Butcher would. But mm-hmm. I think it hangs together as an engaging piece of cinema uh, really well. Yeah, I think uh, that... I think it balances the comedy and the, the terror yes. uh, in an, mm-hmm. a pretty effective way for this period. Thematically, it's more solid to me than yes. Magnificent Butcher was. And I'd say it's way more consistent. Yeah, and I feel like it... Um, like yeah, like you said, you don't get as much of the action like you'd expect, but where when you get it, it's it's really good. So we start off with a very different intro than we've had in a few of these, oh, yeah. these other movies, uh, where it starts with this couple going through kind of like a desert, I guess, and they're they're really thirsty. There's some really kind of gross shots of like right on one of the people's mouths. It's all dried and cracked and yeah. everything. Um, but then they come across what looks like a restaurant out in in the, a forest somewhere. And uh, this is whenever we're introduced to the main kind of antagonist from the movie. Yeah, it's like uh, the, yeah, the white one diner. of the most dangerous diners I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, yeah. vi- the villain's played by Yuan Chun-Yi, who's one of the, the Yuan brothers. And there were some efforts to make him almost a Jackie Chan-like star. Mm. Uh, the unofficial sequel, <laughs> one of the many unofficial sequels to Drunken Master... Uh, it was called Dance of the Drunk Mantis, which was directed by Yuan Wuping. Had Simon Yuan in it, also Huang Zhengli as a villain. And Yuan Chunyi was the star. And I actually think quite capable and quite funny. And then there's another wonderful movie called Buddhist Fist, where he's the star in that sort of mold. But this movie started a new trend for his career, which is playing um, a really frightening villain. And he ended up mm-hmm. playing some version of that in a few films uh, following this, like uh, Miracle Fighters and then uh, Drunken Tai Chi. And an interesting fact, do you guys have an idea who uh, his who his wife is? No, I did not. No, so not at all. it's an actress named uh, Yuan Chu, and you'll recognize her as the landlady from Kung Fu Hustle. Oh! Always with a cigarette in her mouth. And what's interesting is she also uh, came up through the same Peking Opera School as Yoon Byu and Jackie and Sammo. Um, oh, that's great. She's she can so see her good. kind of throw her weight around. She just has that one scene, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's pretty amazing, and you can see how they're also uh, comfortable 
it's sort of two strains of Ewan, the Jim Ewan and the Simon Ewan all mm-hmm. all fighting there in that restaurant. Yeah, so they're yeah, in there and he really contorts his face throughout this whole movie. I feel like he probably mm-hmm. yeah. his cheeks were probably sore for a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, and swe- he looks he's always like sweating. A so. cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He makes a, this the same very distinctive angry face and he has throughout an interesting... the entire movie. Like it's almost like a birthmark or a white kind yeah, of yeah, like this white streak in his in his hair. Yeah. Like there's this little strand in the front that's yeah, where they white. They don't. Ad- yeah, I think what you were gonna say is they don't really address it, but that's well, that's probably opinion. why he was called the White Tiger. Yes, if I yeah. make a guess. But this, I, w- I made a note that uh, what was you, what did you say the actress's name was again? Uh, Yuan Chu. Yuan Chu. That this is the first time we've seen a really competent female martial artist in these movies that we've mm. seen so far, and she does some incredible stuff in this. Like she, yeah, she gets just killed terrible. pretty quickly, but before she does, she like she stabs a guy through a table and like stabs him with a, a a bamboo stick and flips a lot of people around. It's it's really incredible. Yeah, there's a bunch of fatalities in this scene. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people die in this scene. I think my favorite scene. is when the dude gets dipped into like the boiling into the boiling noodles. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of brotherly <laughs> fighting in this scene and there's a few spots in the movie where it's uh all you and brothers fighting each other. That tends to be pretty gotcha. great choreography. So of course this is this it, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the other movies we've seen the villain is just kind of the villain or is like an, a master of another school and we have a little bit right. in this movie but this definitely makes you feel for the villain in a lot of ways because uh, he is a criminal and he's wanted and the reason that he they get ambushed is because he's a criminal and they say he's wanted in you know however many provinces and. Uh, whenever his wife dies, uh, he, of course, kills off all the rest of the people that are in there and then right. is carrying her body away. But on her foot is these these jingle bells that are just jingling along. And that becomes kind of a recurring thing throughout the rest of the movie. Right. Where anytime he hears these bells jingling, then he starts like getting freaked out and, and starts killing people. Yeah, and there's something tragic to the bell. It's another one of those mm-hmm. sort of misunderstandings. It's like a magnificent butcher, where mm-hmm. if, if our main character Mousy didn't have a similar sort of jingle bell that he carried around, mm-hmm. the events of the movie would be probably quite different. We, yeah, and we uh, also so... get like a really great freeze frame again, <laughs> where <laughs> it's like a shot of the like hut where the restaurant was. And mm. you, it's almost comedic. You see the doorway, but he just bursts through the window. <laughs> he through the window. It's like, no way but, that yeah, I'm carrying going through his, that door. Yeah, carrying his wife, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know about you guys, the sound effect they use of the bells during that freeze frame, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, quite yeah. loud in mm-hmm. the mix. I don't know. No, and we hear that same really loud, that really loud jingle bells a couple of times throughout the movie, and we'll point out we get to it. So then uh, we get to, after that kind of cold open, we get to see our hero, Yuen uh, Bu's character, Mousy, or in the dub, they call him Peanut, 
don't know. This is this <laughs> right. is probably the first time where I've listened through the dub, and I was like, this isn't a very good dub. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, ooh. I think that the only dub you can find was one that was done is is a more recent more, one, yeah, modern times. I think yeah, I, I think I, there's a I, chance that Fox was going to release this. Oh. They uh they released a lot of like Fortune Star, Golden Harvest movies of this period, but um it never came out. But they must have you know completed the dub. And it's just the part of the reason why the dub's kind of weird is it's not that it's necessarily any any worse quality wise than the older ones, but seeing you know this nineteen early nineteen eighties Chinese movie with its old school sound effects and look. And then these really crisp, clean, modern sounding voice actors going over it. It's kind of. Yeah, it's a little. Kind yeah, of it a, doesn't quite work. It's, not, it's almost not worth the money, really. Mr. Tang! Mr. Tang! What do you want? I've come for the money, sir. Well, come in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't watch the dub. I just saw the subtitle version. I, I watched through both mm. just to see if. Because sometimes there's some gems in the dub. Yeah, like true. Peanut. <laughs> yeah, like I Peanut, would love I to hear the like original dub because I I love mm-hmm. that that team. But I I've, love I've never, old, never heard old school dubs. Yeah. Uh, so we see Mousy going. Uh, he works for a laundry, or he he is a laundry or something. I don't know. He cleans <laughs> people's clothes for a living, and he's going around trying to collect money from the people, and he just keeps getting too scared or intimidated or getting thrown out of places right he goes one place then they have a dog and a person like sneaks up behind him pretending to be the dog and he runs away but then we get introduced to the opera that we see throughout the movie and there's this super beefy guy uh they call him big mouth yeah big yeah mouth. he's um, great he, i think uh the actor's name is uh lee chun hua uh mm-hmm. Something he has a great effect. mustache and unforgettable super, face too. <laughs> unforgettable face, and he's super beefy. Like uh, all the guys in these movies are really fit, but he's just like jacked. He yeah. has like this really yeah. big chest and huge arms and everything. There's a, a fun fact: is I actually was a body double for Big Mouth. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> <laughs> there was some. There was a twinkle in his eye that was too familiar. Right. So now I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we get to see some, it's called Lion Dance, right? Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Where the, that's the, uh, if you don't know the name, that's where there's the, the two people in like a suit where one person has like this huge face that has these big old eyes that they can open in and out that kind of looks like a weird kind of dragon slash lion. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to see them. Um, not only are they working through this choreography and we'll see more of it coming up, but they're acting at the same time. So you get mm-hmm. a lot of the gestures of the lion and mm-hmm. um, they're emoting with the lion's mouth and, uh, you know, eyelids. And yeah, that's really cool to see. And they're like, I, I don't know how I would do that to be able to balance on these high kind of scaffoldings at the same time mm-hmm. as perform these acts. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And at this opening scene uh, where it's just the one lion and, uh, kind of seemingly like practicing for, for mm, some sort for of like festival. It's, it's almost something. like that really would have been enough uh, f- mm-hmm. to have like this memorable sequence. But mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes down down the road, we're really... That scene is something amazing. nuts. Yeah. Can't wait to get to that. So we see uh, this scene where they're practicing uh, the, the lion dance. And um, after it's done, he, uh, the guy inside of it, uh, Master Tam... 
lifts up the lion's mouth and spits, I guess, alcohol or gas or something out of his mouth and sets this other dragon that's supposed to represent uh, Wang Fei Hung's school and catches right. it on fire. And that's whenever we're introduced to him being, you know, like the the rival to Wang Fei Hung. Yeah, and he's played by uh, Philip Coe, who is just uh, a legend. And, yeah, just really yeah. C- commanding screen presence, I think. With an interesting uh, scar in this movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, this uh, in this scene, Master Tam gets uh, introduced to uh, White Tiger, who I guess used to be a student of his or something like that, and he's of course asking for help because you know his his wife was killed and he's on the run from the law and everything, and so he just offers him some money and says that he should hide out in his opera troupe. That ends up being a really important part throughout the rest of the movie. And it's funny, whenever I was watching through it and he hands him some money, I'm sure it might just be a coincidence, but it kind of looks like he's holding just like dollar bills. Mm. Like it looks like American <laughs> money because it's like the same green has similar patterns mm. and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have cool, to rewatch that. Yeah, there's a cool transition there where he slams his hand down onto the table to collect the money. And then it mm-hmm. immediately cuts to Mousy slamming his hand on the table. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of... Oh, he's sort of taxi drivering. Yeah, he's like being a tough guy in the mirror. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's being a really tough guy. He's saying like, you know, I'm not a like, I'm not a coward. I'm gonna get money from you. And then his sister comes up from behind him. And then it's a great shot where it zooms out and it shows that that's just the shot from a mirror. And he's just talking (laughs) at himself, like practicing being intimidating. You try to make out that you're a tough guy, but I know what a coward you are. Wait till my sis gets a hold of you. She'll make mincemeat out of you. Peanut, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm giving him hell. Who's he? (laughs) He is really me. See? My reflection. You're out of your mind. Yeah, it's good. There's some you can definitely see it's cool to see uh Yung Wu Ping kind of progressing as a director through these movies. Yeah, totally. I think that's that's a really good point. So you and you you end up seeing a little bit of um this basically like laundry kung fu that his family practices because mm-hmm. his sister like kind of removes the shirt off of him yeah no that's really cool she's looking cool thing, for the earnings like they she sent him out to collect and uh when she right. finds out that he doesn't have anything he kind of pays the price yeah <laughs> she's got yeah. a nice like a section like a split like stick and she starts whooping on him and she's uh portrayed by uh willie lee who is a Great uh, Shaw Brothers heroine in a lot of films, and she's very pretty, pretty, pretty big Hong Kong star. Yeah, yeah. and really great um, in the scene. She's like the uh, kind of disappointed uh, older sister, but you can tell that they still, you know, they still have each other's backs. But mm-hmm. she's just really kind of, I think, losing patience with with Mousy <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get to see Quantok King again playing Guang Fei Hung again. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it's so it's just so nuts seeing a character or seeing an actor like you hear the phrase character actor but he's literally a character mm-hmm. actor like he <laughs> plays the same character in a what'd you say more than 50 movies like a movie. oh, it's a oh, it's a lot i forget yeah. what the guinness record is and i heard an interesting tidbit this week that uh during the heyday of the black and white wong fei hung movies uh if you'd go to the theaters three say three different movie theaters would be playing three different Wong Fei Hung movies that he's all in. That he's all Wong Fei Hung. They're making so many of them and it was uh, (laughs) yeah 
pretty wow. amazing. Uh, there was another thing that I wanted to ask you guys. Um, I noticed in this movie that his assistant is played by the same character. Yeah, it's, I think he goes back to the black and whites also. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same dude. I remember noticing him in um, Magnificent Butcher because, like, the first scene where they're all together, it's, like, a really tight shot on the assistant, and it zooms out. Mm -hmm. So, and he looks really cartoony, too, so that image stuck with me. (laughs) And when I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh, so he must... I don't know if he followed him through all those movies as well, but, I I mean, at least in these. And then that... That character, his uh, assistant, the name's escaping me right now. He's usually depicted with these sort of uh, buck teeth and mm-hmm. with <laughs> some kind of a uh, mental handicap. Uh, the, oh yeah, the <laughs> actor's name is uh, like Sai Gua Pao. Is that that actor? Okay, gotcha. okay, yeah, I, I couldn't find yep. out about that. And of course, whenever we see Quantok King as Wang Fei Hung, we hear on the general's orders. Mm-hmm. Again, right. You hear that. You hear that all throughout this movie because. About three yeah. different people claim to be Wong Fei Hung at different <laughs> points throughout the movie. And every time they do, you hear that same theme again. Right. Uh, but this one's cool because we didn't get to see Wong Fei Hung was renowned as like a medicine man, as a, right. a healer. And we get to actually see that in this next scene. Uh, a guy walks in with a, what looks like a broken arm. Yeah, and, and I, I believe that's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> gonna eat this he totally looks like booger to me i'm sorry <laughs> totally to keep does. doing this but <laughs> i think it's uh you're fine might be the actor okay. anyways, he's a great like character oh he's so mm-hmm. good in this scene he is good but you're totally right i didn't even think about that but <laughs> yeah the nuts. haircut and everything and just his energy mm-hmm. yeah that's funny <laughs> so he comes in he's saying uh Wang Fei Hung feels his pulse and says, like, there's there's blockage internally or something like that. And he starts doing all this cool kind of kung fu stuff with his hands. And then he does, like, the flame cupping thing where, like, he'll set, like, a piece of paper on fire in a cup and then put it against his skin so it, like, yeah. does the oh, suction man, and everything. Yeah. And then he almost, like, throws him over his shoulder with the broken arm. <laughs> uh, but then, and eventually they start fighting, but then Wang Fei Hung says how many arms are you fighting me with? And he says two. And he mm-hmm. looks down at his arm that was broken and realizes that <laughs> it, it works again. And he also does the exact same desk kick out of the way yeah. stunt that he does. Yeah. in uh, Magnificent butcher, which I thought was interesting. I like how um, you always get a sense that no matter who's trying to pull one off on Wong Fei Hung, he, <laughs> he'll like play along with them, but he always <laughs> yeah. knows what's going on. And that happens mm-hmm. a lot of times in this movie as well. It's Yep. It's good. I don't know if that's a continuous trait within all of those, but if that is the case, I want to see a lot more of this guy because it's so fun to watch the, mm-hmm. the kind of back and forth between him and whoever's trying to mess with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's the best. I, I think this was the last time that he appeared as uh, Wong Fei Hung. He was in a couple oh, really? more movies before he died, but uh, Magnificent Butcher and Dreadnought are, were kind of the him returning to the character after... Mm after a longer absence after that scene we now get to this is gosh this is such a cool scene um they're they're honoring like an oh what is they're like opening something or other i, I don't know yeah i'm trying they're to remember i thought something. they were like expanding what... pochi lam like their clinic but yeah it's some there's some kind of uh it's community festival 
And yeah, Wong Fei Hong and his students seem to be like leading it. Yep. And so for the big ceremony, they have all these firecrackers that are going up. And it's neat. We get to see Wong Fei Hung in a, actually a different outfit because now he's in like this red outfit. And uh, yeah, and he's, he's like playing, playing this... the drums for the yeah. line dance. He's mm-hmm. jamming on the drums. And it was so frustrating. I spent a good hour trying to find out what the name of the kind of drum he's playing is. Oh, wow. And no one seems to be able to say what the name of the drum is because mm. there's a lot of different kinds of drums that oh, are played in, in line dances like this or in uh, Chinese opera in general. It might be called a bangu, B-A-N-G-U is the Romanized spelling, okay. but it it reminds me a lot of taiko drums, but taiko drums are yeah. Japanese again. Mm-hmm. So And Japan has definitely exported a lot more of their culture to the West than China has. I don't, it's frustrating. Yeah, it seems, Every time I yeah, saw them, yeah, it seems them, related to the taiko drum and the yes, way it sounds. Yes, I'm sure so. they have a have a. I'm sure they have a similar ancestor that both of them kind of came from. Right. Uh, but this scene has, uh, and they also have some symbols, and there's a couple of different names for the kinds of symbols. But it's the symbols where it does like the. <laughs> but that's this whole scene just a. Just that constantly while they're doing this incredible dance. And they're on like these benches that are turned like on top of each other. And it's insane the stuff that they do in this scene. Such a feat of strength to not only be able to do this, but you're also wearing this outfit. And Mm -hmm. in this scene, they kind of have to work on the fly based on how mm-hmm. things happen so like right. a bench will move the way that they didn't expect so they have to support each other to continuously move forward because the goal is that they want to catch a fish that's at the end of this kind of little obstacle, like obstacle course. course yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really cool and i did a little bit of just homework but the the kind of uh lion that they're using is uh like a southern style lion dance ah. and then when they encounter uh their opponents that's a northern style and um gotcha. you can see awesome. one has like more of the fur and stuff going on like that and just mm-hmm. the kind and of the other general... one's more like more like dragon looking than yeah. the other right 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 so oh, they get okay. to the point where they're gonna get the fish and everybody's cheering them on and there's a really cool scene where one of the dudes has to use one of his like waistbands to support uh, Lung Fun, and they actually, he's basically the platform for him to get the fish. It's right. awesome. But then right mm-hmm. when they, right when they're going to get at it, um, uh, Master Tam's lion, uh, lion comes out, and then it starts an encounter between the two lions, and they have a choreographed fight between the two lions, which is amazing. And it's, it's, yeah. it's like I said, continuously, like, they're fighting but they're also in character which is so... yeah like performing the puppet it's like if the muppets started like <laughs> fighting yeah yeah but like there the was... really huge one that has to yeah. have happened at some point on the Muppets. there was a show recently i think it was a japanese show within the last couple of years where the whole show was all um puppets like, oh, like kind marionettes. Of marionettes yeah and there was a lot of action in that show too so i guess it's kind of similar to that but the difference being that you these are like full body yeah puppets. you're in there you're in there the whole time mm-hmm. so it's cool like tam's lion actually has some sort of claw weapons and it's cool when 
he busts those out, you actually see him like kick away a, a concrete tile. So you, mm-hmm. it, it shows you the strength behind that. And then when Wan Fei Hung sees what's happening, he actually intervenes and he asks his assistant for, was it the Seven Stars Rings? Oh, yeah. Editor's note, Carlos is about to say the Little Dipper, but he probably means the Big Dipper, which has seven stars, one of which is the North Star. And then I, I, that gave me more uh, credence to the Northern versus Southern style, because like mm-hmm. seven stars, I would think, they don't say it, but it would represent like the Little Dipper, because the North the North Star oh, is sure, on right. the Little Dipper, you know, Polaris itself. Huh. It, so I thought that that was cool that they kind of thematically kept that with i don't know how about a lot of the traditions but but yeah but southern their uh lion was a the southern style lion and wong fei hung used the seven uh stars as his Mm. like weapon so i thought that was pretty cool and that scene's amazing it's so good Mm -hmm. oh so so good yeah and then the way that the fight finally ends is they kind of uh wong fei hung does the kind of flame shooting out thing that the master tam did earlier in the movie and ends up catching the lion on fire and we find out later that that creates a really big oh yeah that's where the scar comes from. so yeah so in this in this next bit uh wong fei hung kicks uh, a bottle of some of the alcohol onto a torch that then bounces onto a master tam's lion and it catches the whole thing on fire uh, which is a really cool, really cool shot. And they start rolling around the ground and Master Tam runs away. And this is whenever. And then I guess after they catch the man on fire, they decided, well, we even got to finish this. So <laughs> so they finished the ceremony, eating yeah. the fish and, and, <laughs> and dancing around and everything. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's an amazing this whole scene. scene's incredible. Yeah, it's really Yeah, good. this is another one, like, it feels like it should be in, like, a... Some kind of Library of Congress or Smithsonian or <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, some equivalent for Chinese <laughs> cinema. Uh, so after this whole thing, uh, Foon is kind of Mousy's uh, best friend. That's in the Wang Fei Hung School. Oh, and we should say like that. Uh, if that character name sounds familiar, that's who Yun Biu played in the last movie, right? Uh, Magnificent. Right. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, here played by the great uh, Lung Kar Yan, who is um, mm-hmm. often a Samo guy, but. Uh, here with uh, Yun Ping. He also yeah. was the lead in another great uh, Yun Ping movie called The Legend of a Fighter. And he's not as built as, obviously, like Big Mouth, but he's really stocky, too, like, <laughs> yeah. compared to other action stars he's you see. He's broad-shouldered. Chin. Yeah, yeah. He's got a cool look. But he then he goes up to Mousy after the after the whole fight, and Mousy looks all, all down because, you know, he's, he doesn't know all that cool kung fu stuff. He basically, uh, Foon says to him, basically, like, you know, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll do something to get you, you know, cheer you up a little bit. And then the uh, next scene, we see uh, an actual Chinese opera where everyone's like cheering, and and one of the one of the stars goes backstage, and his, I think it's his sister, or something wants to take a picture with him. Um, and then whenever they move the camera out of the way, you see White Tiger just sitting underneath some boxes, just like. Oh with yeah, with like this huge yeah, bug on his like, face, oh, man. and then he like rips the bug off, and <laughs> and it's uh, they don't show anything after that. But I feel like he ate it. Do you guys think he ate it? He ate the bug. <laughs> I yeah, I was I was I rooting feel like for him I'm to eat it, but that, yeah. let's just say he ate it because that's gross. <laughs> 
But then he gets in kind of a scuffle with one of the opera stars and then uh, Big Mouth like beats him down and says, you know, don't stop causing more troubles. Otherwise, we're going to kick you out. Yeah. So it's like he's kind of hiding, but they know that he's involved. And then whenever we go to the next scene, Mousy walks into the backstage and we get it's funny. In the last movie, whenever there was a flashback to earlier in the movie, it, like, changed colors. And this time, the same thing happens. Right. Mousy is is jingling his bells. And then there's, like, this red filter over the opening scene when the wife dies. And White Tiger just kind of continues his kind of descent, I guess. And he gets ready to attack Mousy. And then there's, like, a little gag where, like, some people are carrying a part of the set in front of him. <laughs> and he gets yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, I think that like the 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 filter on the the color filter on the flashbacks is just there definitely are probably some gestures that might feel like a little bit broad to us, but I do think like the filmmakers are kind of genuinely concerned whether the audience will kind of catch that this is a flashback. <laughs> so. Mhm. Gotcha. And this is where we get to see Mousy with the he like kind of plays a trick on Big Mouth, right? Like he has this sign He's trying okay. to read the sign, right? And then it says, like, Mousy's, or Big Mouth's, like, a big turtle He's or like something. a turtle head or something like that. Like and then he drawing. flips it over, and there's a picture of a turtle with <laughs> Big Mouth's head on the top. Uh, but then he chases after Mousy, and then Foon does this great sequence where he beats up Big Mouth to get him to... Yeah. To... Uh, basically says, you know, whenever you see Mousy come around here, give him a big smile and, you know, pay up. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see Peanut... You must smile. Right. Uh, uh, sorry. Where's the money? You got it? <laughs> Go. Okay. And then this whole scene, though, is cut together with Mousy jingling the bells and White Tiger in this really dark room painting his face with some of the, like, the one of the masks that they do for the operas, yeah. like the, the paint they do. And I couldn't find anything if there was, like, a specific meaning behind this mask in particular. But it was, it's still, it's a really intense, like, super close up. Like, un, like you can see, like, the sweat and the grease glistening and yeah. everything. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's kind of uh, nightmarish at different it points is. in the movie. Yeah. And, in yeah, White Tiger, a lot of times he's, like breathing heavy like oh you hear yeah. you hear that so you see his face all contorted and then you hear him like that and then now he has this menacing face paint and in a funny way to me it actually kind of reminded me of the ultimate warrior all right ultimate warrior ultimate warrior you've heard from andre the giant and bobby the brain heenan they, they believe they believe warrior that they have the advantage in this intercontinental title bout they believe that you fear the giant. Ah, fear! Fear is an aberration! Fear is the air that cowards breathe! Like professional wrestler. <laughs> sure. So, like, yeah. the rest of the movie, it's like, he's, like, basically the ultimate warrior just going around if, terrorizing. If, if the ultimate him. warrior went around and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ultimate warrior the... back in the day, that dude was crazy. Like, you didn't know what he was going to do. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I just remember seeing that guy like, whoa, that guy needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, the movie definitely takes, and it's the thing is, it takes a kind of a shocking turn, but it, it's 
yeah, I feel like it's earned in this movie for the shocking turns. Right. So um, throughout this whole um, them beating up Big Mouth and White Tiger painting his face, it just kind of keeps cutting back and forth until eventually Big Mouth runs off and he comes into the same room that White Tiger's in and he says, what are you doing here? And then White Tiger punches a mirror, mm. chokes him, he stabs Big Mouth with a stake, and then slashes his throat with one of the shards from the broken mirror. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's like, whoa! Yeah, like, what? <laughs> but I suppose uh, it's important, like, somewhat early on, after he's, like, donned his villainous paint, to kind of, mm-hmm. to demonstrate just how real of a threat he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I yeah, love it because the rest of this terrifying. movie kind of almost turns into like a like a stalker slasher yeah, kind of there's yeah. a movie bit of cross horror with, movie undertones with like detective. Yeah, there's like stuff. detectives, kind of a mystery, and also him like chasing down because this whole next scene is Mousy walking away while of course jingling the bells constantly, and he runs into White Tiger. Uh, even though we see White Tiger sneaking around. We event- he eventually comes face to face with him and sees the face paint on him. And he's a little freaked out, but he's like, I just move, move out of the way. And then, of course, he starts attacking him and mm-hmm. Mousy has, to, has right. to run away. This is maybe, I think, one of the, the most like delightful sequences of the movie, though, and kind of an ironic because it really is terrifying. But all the different ways that Yoon Byu is sort of like maneuvering to kind of escape and Mm-hmm. shimmying uh i'm pretty sure that every single kung fu movie has chickens flying away at some point in it <laughs> right 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 yeah <laughs> and he like this little chasing sequence lays down under like a guy pushing a cart yeah yeah that happens pretty often too and there's a really great sequence because yeah white tiger in order to avoid the cart instead of going underneath he goes over so he basically is like pushing wall to wall over like kind of like a plank yeah. almost but then, then he ends up being like on his head yeah yeah he's like right on his head and yeah, gets a great, great close-up of his face and then mousy appropriately enough ends up hiding in a, a, a bin not bin big bucket like full basin, of water yeah. and laundry yeah basin that's the word mm-hmm. and oh this is kind of sad talking about the animal cruelty at one point uh white tiger looks at the basins and sees one that some bubbles are coming out of so he thinks that that's mousy in there and he reaches in and grabs a frog and sees that it was just a frog in there and then he slams the frog against the wall (laughs) oh jeez it was cg right (laughs) yes the cg item in 1981 Um, although, I mean, it probably was just a Although, yeah, I'm rewatching the sequence. He definitely seems so. like on the close up, he's squeezing a live frog, but hopefully it's a prop. Yeah, but then it's, I'm sure it's a prop frog in the next scene. I don't know, um, man. <laughs> I don't know. So then uh, Mousy runs away, runs into uh, like a bamboo forest. And this part's great because he sees this guy. Uh, he thinks he gets away from White Tiger and he <laughs> right. sees a guy just sitting on the ground. And he's asking, like, hey, hey, can you help me out? And then it cuts over, and you see it's White Tiger again, <laughs> but he just has half of the paint washed off. Yeah. <laughs> and he just keeps chasing him down, which kind of introduces um, a die idea that kind of definitely comes to fruition later in the movie, that White Tiger may or may not have magical powers. Right. His sort <laughs> of magical sleeve. He kind of teleports over, because yeah. <laughs> right. uh, you're not quite sure how that would have happened. <laughs> So then eventually Mousy does, is able to get away from him. 
And then this is whenever we're introduced to the marshal. Yeah, who's going to look familiar to us because yeah. uh, he played the beggar and yep. Magnificent yeah. Butcher. Fondation. Yep, whenever we, because uh, there's a whole gag where the, there's like the assistant is like this, this silly cross-eyed buffoon that keeps thinking that some person's the marshal, but then it turns out they're not. Introduces another person who thinks they're the marshal and they're not. And then the next person, he's like, I know this is the marshal. Please this way. And then the actual marshal walks in and he tries to like pull him off to the side and the marshal slaps him in the face. <laughs> right. And then there's the reveal that it, it is the the guy that played Beggarso in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him, I was like, hey, that's I know him. I know that he's, guy. He's great in this movie. I feel like he's genuinely, mm-hmm. uh, he straddles like the, the humor yeah. and the kind of uh, gravitas uh, of the Marshall. Uh, Fan Mei Xing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the actor's name. Um, and then... <laughs> And then they uh, they find uh, Big Mouth's body. Um, and oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's got a, a kind of a like a towel over his oh, waist. Yeah. A towel over him, and there's a very noticeable uh, protrusion from right. yeah. from the uh, uh, from his waist. Wong and... Jing apparently worked on this movie too. Uh, of course he did. <laughs> kind of capacity. Uh, it's definitely said, his kind he, of humor. Last time you said Wa Zhang has like the kind of sexual misunderstandings mm, humor. Right. Right. And we see this very clear protrusion, and the per, uh, the mar- marshal says is very clearly, you know, like a crime of passion or something like that. <laughs> and, um, but then, whenever they flip the 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 shroud off of him, then it's it shows that it's the the stake that White Tiger had stabbed him with. Yeah. Yes, as I was saying, it's quite obvious that this man was murdered by someone. Huh? Mm, that's brilliant. And the the marshal is definitely a silly character, but he's definitely not quite on the same level of silly as Beggar So was in the last movie. Right. He's a lot more a lot more serious, shows more acting chops in this. Yeah, and he he keeps like this torch going where it feels like, oh yeah, there is an investigation. Like you don't you don't really forget mm-hmm. about it um, when the movie kind of changes tones. Yeah, and it's funny seeing they're wearing these more. Chinese what you think of as Chinese clothes but then they have these fedoras on like like kind of western inspectors yeah which I'm sure is you know that's probably what it was like in the late 1800s in China but it's still kind of silly to see yeah it's really cool and it kind of helps I don't know like uh cinema wise it's like a nice little nod like okay yeah this is like a detective story now uh so then we cut and we see Master Tam uh, from earlier and he has this big old scar from where he got burned in the face earlier and master tam then in this point teams up with uh, white tiger to try to kill uh wong fei hung wong fei hung says that he needs like a tailor there's a tailor coming in for him to um you know to give him some new clothes for his birthday and and it's funny in the this is a joke that I think makes more sense actually in the dub than it does in the sub because the the assistant is like all stammering and saying, oh, the person needs to make your new birthday robe in the dub. They say it needs to make him your birthday. You need to see, to see your birthday suit. Uh. And Wang <laughs> Fei Hung freaks out uh. um, and, the, and he clarifies what he means. Uh. I was like, OK, that that's that actually good. that was a good translation. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so then we see the tailor, and of course the tailor is White Tiger, who just he just keeps popping up over and over. Or actually, I don't well, think the yeah, tailor no, is White Tiger. Yeah, you're mistaken. It's actually, uh, yeah, it's actually Harkon Fung that played yeah, uh, good buddy. Ko Tai Hoi in. Uh, 
Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. It's a different different person that he teams up with. To, yeah. to try to kill Wong. Is it like the Devil Taylor or the Demon Taylor? They refer to him. as? Yeah, he has these sort of white. He almost looks like Sweeney Todd or something. Yeah, yeah. I was a demon. A demon tailor instead of a demon barber. Yeah, I was going to mention earlier, Matthew, that I feel like uh, White Tiger, like the uh, actor himself, he was similar to me a lot of ways than... To Kao Tai Hoi. Like, yeah, Har Kong Fung, like that kind of similar, very distinct yeah, Sorry, features. the guy that plays Kao Tai Hoi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was... And they both have kind of like a little bit of white in the front. That's mm-hmm. why I was, I was confused. Right. Yeah, no, um, it's all good. Um... Yeah, this is another great sequence where uh, Wang Fei Hung, you kind of get a sense that he's like one or two steps ahead of what's happening already. (laughs) Where this guy's here as a tailor, but he's really an assassin. And uh, he kind of just kind of allows him to get away with certain things. But he Mm -hmm. also kind of checks him here and there like, hey, like, I know what's going on without just straight up saying it and yeah it's yeah. a really cool scene i like one of the parts where he's measuring his waist and he's really tightening yeah. his waist up yeah and then wong fei hung just kind of like scrunches up right. and just yeah. launches yeah him all the fighting with the measuring tape and... i don't think i've seen another uh sequence that uses like yeah. measuring tape as a weapon it's really great mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool and then he does this funny kind of i'm attacking you with scissors i'm using both my hands to open and close scissors like and yeah. then Wong Fei Hung removes the scissors from him and he shoots like a needle at him and he catches the needle with the scissors. With the scissors yeah. they just took from him. And then just All the like, while he keeps like smoking and then taking a hit from his pipe and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And just to just put a really nice stamp on it, he snaps the needle with the scissors. Yeah, that's it's great. It's really good. It's really good. And, and um, this is a good... Uh, of a moment as any other to just uh, kind of highlight how great the um, the doubling is in these mm-hmm. in these sequences. Yeah, um, it's funny. I, I don't know if you guys have seen Wonder Woman that's in theaters uh-huh. now. Yeah, um, I haven't. I, I I need to, but I was just kind of surprised, and maybe I was sitting you know too close to the screen or something. But <laughs> earlier early on when Diana's training, there's just there's some doubling that's I don't think the most sort of seamless or sort of like well covered and it's just great watching these sequences because it's mostly Yun Chung Yan uh, doing all of the Wong Fei Hung fighting here and oh uh, cool I don't know it's so it's so beautifully done mm-hmm. um and really seamless in how the shots are designed with mm-hmm. you know those few moments when you do get Quan Ta King and they usually give him something King really special to do where he has like too. the scissors on his feet or something you know yeah so. yeah yeah he has his foot yeah. up holding the scissors yeah you're right Matthew he does a lot of his own stuff. he has a lot more than you'd think mm-hmm. right right especially given that he's like what in his 60s or 70s at this point yeah when they show him initially in the movie he's doing that kind of staff like kind of mm-hmm. demonstration and yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that's, and that's just, really him doing yeah it. straight up him doing it so then after that he uh he kind of it, it's funny uh i wrote down that he the guy that goes to, to fight wong fei hung he says he's there for revenge for master tam and despite this whole movie basically ending up being about revenge for a couple of different people Wang Feiyang says that revenge is a poor way to solve problems, mm-hmm. which I think is <laughs> right. funny to hear that in the middle of a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Yeah, bear uh, that in mind for later. <laughs> so the uh, the next scene we get to see Mousy doing 
kung fu uh, shirt cleaning. Yeah, this is where you finally get to see like the, the style <laughs> that you know and love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's basically like trying his clothes. And he's using, like, martial arts techniques to, like, twist it around his arm and, like, kind of wring it out with his fingers. And actually, I think it's funny that you mentioned Wonder Woman because do you guys have – do you guys remember Batman Forever? I know it's, not, like, not the sure, best. Sure, sure. <laughs> there's, there's for real, there's a scene where Robin is oh, yeah. doing, like, actually, the same thing. Leave that bastard, Dick. I'll attend to it. <clears throat> I'm not used to being waited on now. There is a and there is an interview where they uh, I don't know if it was Chris O'Donnell or whoever the stunt coordinator was was actually inspired by this sequence in Dreadnought. Oh, oh that's oh, so really? cool because I was like my mind went to that when I saw that scene and and for one it was like wow I can't believe I actually recall Batman Forever. Batman like Forever, that. yeah. <laughs> but I was like I wonder if that's seriously what's going on and that's cool that you said that because I. It was too similar to not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is some shameless lifting in uh, so ho- mm-hmm. some Hollywood movies, like pre-mid-90s or whatever, where mm-hmm. they would just like lift whole sequences from Hong Kong films, thinking yeah. that um, Hollywood audiences wouldn't catch on. Right. Mm-hmm. I-, I think I'm okay with it. It's it's cool. You okay. know? Yeah, it gives sort of a second life to, to, the, to the idea, I guess. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and it allows for really cool things like this, where... You know, you see the old movie and you're like, oh, that's where they get it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love this little bit because he's doing the he's doing like he's scrubbing on the washboard and he ends up scrubbing so hard that it breaks. And he <laughs> says, oh, broke another one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, he doesn't understand his his actual his skill strength. in martial arts and his strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then there's scrubbing skill. That's yeah. Uh, that'll yeah. end up being almost like his mm-hmm. fatality. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> So then we get a, a cool first person shot where like there's this figure moving through all the clothes that are hanging up to dry and you see the shadow and you think it's a person holding like a, a cleaver and Mousy starts to run and then you see it's just his sister yeah. holding up a, <laughs> right. a, like a stick. And I like there's a little, um, a little, uh, little moment of her d- using the same uh, Kung Fu laundry technique. So, you know, it's like in the family. Yeah. Yeah, he's like using the two fingers to to dry and like to scrape across the clothes and everything. So it's a it's a neat it's a neat little scene and yeah. and again showing um showing female characters that actually have you know skills and aren't just going to get killed immediately. Yeah, totally. So then to to kind of get him out of work, Foon Foon like tosses a coin onto some mud. And throws the mud at the clothes to distract the sister. And then the kid stands up and has mud all over his hands. So she starts chasing <laughs> after him. Yeah, that's good. And then Foon gets Mousy out and basically says, I'm going to get Wong Fei Hung to be your master now. Yeah, it seems like he was inspired by what he saw with um, yeah. the Kung Fu laundry. Actually, no, that's I'm sorry. That's a later scene. This scene is he says, like, basically, he's going to take him to like a brothel or something. Oh, right, right. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. He's like, I'm going to make because, you a man. Yeah, I'm going to make you a man now. Um, so then um, in the next scene, we see the marshal walking in and he's saying, like, where am I? He's like, oh, you're, you're in a brothel. And he says, oh, this is so immoral and bad example to the people if I come here. And then, of course, he sees a woman and 
in in the sub he says what a lovely bottom but in the dub he literally says that's what i call a great ass no man <laughs> which was like oh wow <laughs> came out of nowhere yeah oh. um and so this leads to a cool kind of misunderstanding fight scene between foon and mousy and the marshal mm-hmm. um but of course they don't know that he's the marshal uh, Foon is just trying to show Mousy like how to fight and keeps like moving his arms to do the fighting kind of like in the past two movies seen similar things right yeah sort of like yeah and Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Simon is like magically assisting Jack yeah like move, taking his shoe off so that he'll reach under and the person will go over him while he's reaching down got some more fun silly sound effects whenever he like rips part of his his pants off and (laughs) (laughs) Um, just a lot of a lot of fun uh physical comedy in this like there's one point where he has a nun the marshal has a nunchuck and he's getting ready to swing it at him but then he realizes his own foot's on it and then he reaches to do it again and then foons on top of it and Mm -hmm. then they start fighting a little bit uh, but then the it finally ends with them um, knocking down the marshal uh, with his like a stamp that was in the marshal's pocket, and whenever they stamp it on his head, they see that it says that he's like a marshal of the seven provinces or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's like uh uh oh yeah, and then they just run away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this is the scene whenever Foon tries to get uh, Mousy to be. Uh, under Wong Fei Hung, after he's already um, kind of falsely impersonated him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wong Fei Hung initially says no. I, I think I guess he must spell out something in the chopsticks. I think it's more of something. a like X means no, and like like when he approves, he puts down the uh, like sure. the bowl like a circle, okay. like a X or a circle. Oh, like a like circle. Okay. Like a pass fail kind of thing. I that's what okay. I read it as, but it could that be makes more sense. spelling out something that I just didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is um he kind of flubs his introduction to Wang Fei Hung and instantly says no, and then he's kind of um feeling bad about that, but then there's like a little uh, sequence where there's a, like a boiling pot of water and it's gonna fall on a kid and Mousy uh, to save the kid he injures himself selflessly uh, saving this kid and then once Wong Fei Hung sees that he changes his mind and says yes I will undertake you as my student mm-hmm. yeah and then uh, there's a little bit of a sequence where we get another kind of weaselly type guy and there's this big gross mole yeah he's got a mole he's got a mole and they're kind of doing this kind of <laughs> I'm going to trick you into basically I'm going to kidnap a woman by tricking her like uh she ruined she let my bird go away and yeah uh, so we need to make up for it by going on a date or whatever right and then mousy kind of fights enough I want to kind of hurry this along cause yeah this this whole this whole sequence just kind of leads up to mousy saying that he's Wong Fei Hung whenever he helps out the girl and then decides to go out on a date with yeah, the girl right. saying that he's Wong Fei Hung. So they go out on a date like in the middle of the night in a dark park. <laughs> like a forest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, something like that. So yeah, he's all dressed up 
and like Lung Fun helped him dress Looking up. Looking pretty like, good. Yeah, he's got a nice outfit going on. So they're on their little date, and there's like a little sequence where there's like a mosquito flying around, and he's trying to smack the mosquito, and he accidentally smacks her in the <laughs> face. The yeah, it's like damn. <laughs> and then um, uh, what they have set up is that Lung Fun's gonna kind of ambush them as White Tiger, as basically the, the yeah, mass tiger. killer, and. Uh, they're gonna ham it up so he looks better in front of the girl. So what <laughs> yeah. ends up happening is, yeah, kind of like a like a Scooby Doo situation where it's like, <laughs> That's I'm on the I'm on a date with the girl and this is going great and we have our little setup. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, White Tiger ends up being in the same area and I think he hears the bells again. Am I am I right? Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... That's, um, that's usually how it goes. Then uh, Mousy kind of has this confidence, even though he doesn't realize he's encountering with White Tiger. So then what ends up happening is, in the middle of it, he does realize that, and then he decides, like, oh, we got to get out of here. So they're on, kind of on the run. And um, there's another little sequence where there's, like, a, a priest, and the priest has obviously been out all night drinking... <laughs> Mm -hmm. and um they're all on the run he's like we got to get out of here there's like a killer and then he grabs the oh yeah grabs someone's hand yeah so they're running ends up being the priest's hand yeah they bump into the priest instead of the girl yeah there's a confusion and he's running with the priest in his hand instead yeah so and um, the girl runs alongside yeah she's like like, wait wait what are you doing (laughs) right so they end up getting away and then white tiger encounters the priest and he very handily murders the priests yeah and um they do another one of these like great kung fu death kind of thing where the guy kind of wretches forward like and then he like falls dead i think that's like my favorite thing ever but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's the end of that scene so the next bit um it cuts forward to the next day and the marshal comes in looking for who he thinks is wong fei hung but it's actually mousy Right. And the actual Wong Fei Hung kind of just plays along with it. And uh, then, of course, it reveals that they were Mousy and Foon were there last night. Um, but bef- whenever the people are trying to apprehend Mousy, he does the same technique with like the drying where he uses two fingers mm-hmm. and grabs onto some people's shirts to stop himself from falling over. And Wong Fei Hung says like, oh, you did the the two finger pinching right. technique so he or feels something sort of like, like betrayed because it's apparently some really advanced kung fu <laughs> yeah he's like yeah, just, you, you despite him saying earlier that he didn't know any kung fu right right so in the i didn't watch the dub in the subtitled version they ref, he refers to it as shirt pinching toad trap style toad trap in the <laughs> dub they called it actually they called it the eagle's claw which i thought was interesting oh wow that's so misleading. That's, that's definitely different. Yeah. Because <laughs> the shirt pinching toad trap definitely makes a lot more sense than the eagle claw. But that's also so. a hilarious, like, ridiculously specific kung fu yeah. style name. It's like yeah. five different. Like that, sounds like a, that sounds like a joke yeah. kung fu style name. It's like, Well, they haven't yeah. totally set it up yet, but um, I don't think they've set it up. But White Tiger uses this, like, magic sleeve. Right. Uh, that, that oh, yeah, that's a, that's a little, in a little while. It very well yeah. may be the perfect kung fu technique for him. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's, I was going to get to that when we get to that fight scene. That's such a cool foreshadowing leading to like a, a payoff. That's where I'm looking for. Right, it. Right. Um, and then we have so a little to, sequence yeah. where um, Lung says, hey, basically it's like we got to keep 
lying to in order for you to uh, look good <laughs> with Wong Fei Hong. And we get mm-hmm. another thing where it's like, yeah, okay, Wong Fei Hong obviously knows what you're trying to do, so he's gonna really make you pay for it. So he says, oh, uh, Lung kind of beats up uh, Mousy just to make it look like he was trying to do some good stuff. They're like fighting bank robbers or something is what they say. And um, mm-hmm. Wong Fei Hong's like, oh, let me check you out. And he says, oh, I'm basically he's like i'm gonna have to do open heart surgery to you right now and they're like oh (laughs) this is going too far (laughs) i thought that was pretty fun and it's like you're saying carlos wong fei hong is always two steps ahead of every little plot yeah he rules (laughs) yeah he totally rules but then the uh two of the people uh go out say they need to like go to the bathroom or something or no that that's that's later no Um, i think it's like right after that because like two of the detectives and yeah. so this is actually uh, Yuan Chung Yan, who does most of the Quanta King doubling, and uh, Brandy Yuan. Mm. S- and then White Tiger comes up. So it's it's three brothers in this sequence, which is oh, wow. pretty cool. And you, <laughs> That's neat. And you said that Brandy Yuan was um, uh, double for uh, Simon Yuan a he would lot normal, of times, right? Yeah, he would double for his dad a lot. I mean, both of these guys would actually double for their, their dad a lot. And... Uh, Brandy Ewan actually has a, a credit in Hollywood. The very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, he was apparently what? a huh. choreographer on. So I love that very movie. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Yuan Chung Yan is sort of the longer faced of these two brothers, mm. and the mm. kind of rounder faced one is Brandy Ewan. Oh, man. Gotcha. Which makes sense because it looks more like Simon Young. So, did you yeah. guys care um, about. I'm sorry to sidetrack really quick. Did you guys like the Ninja Turtles movie? Dude, the first two I love. <laughs> yeah. And I think the first one has aged remarkably well. Yes, um, I totally agree it's just with a, you. I think it's just a great movie. Yeah. It's, See, I was just, I think I was just, that was just a little bit before me. Because I think I sure. was, if I was even born, I was really, really little when it came out. And my brothers right. loved it. My brothers were huge into Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. But it all kind of, it all kind of passed me by by the time I got to the, you know, a little older. Hey, man, maybe uh, we could uh, yeah, squeeze yeah. that in sometime then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to watch that again. I love connective that Connective tissue, apparently. Yeah. Yep. I gotcha. So in this next scene, the two people that were with Wong Fei Hung and the marshal uh, go out and say they need to go to the bathroom. And they actually, they're the two people from the first scene, and they're actually supposed to be two people that survived the initial uh, ambush on White Tiger. Because right. there's another there's another flashback. So it's not just them reusing actors. It, it actually is supposed to be the same people. Yeah, like people. the same characters, yeah. Um, and White Tiger recognizes them and has another flashback and, and freaks out and um, comes up. Uh, initially, the two of them are peeing, and Mousy comes up to behind the two of them. Then he walks away, and then White Tiger walks up behind them and touches them the same way that Mousy did while Mousy's trying to warn them, and then he just beats the crap out of them. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> yeah, more of that. Which, White it's really Tiger cool mentality. seeing um, seeing some of the fights where it's like very one-sided kind of fights, mm-hmm. so it make, makes it more horror movie-ish. Right, yeah, he's more of like this menace. And after he kills them, then he just starts this horrible, like, laugh, evil laugh going on. (laughs) And uh, Mousy, of course, runs away and starts telling them what's going on. And uh, they come around the corner and see the two of them dead. 
And then this last little bit is such a cool scene in the in the opera house. Yeah. It starts off with yeah. like a like a kind of a not quite parlor scene, but the marshal goes around looking at the different performers and like tries rubbing off their paint to try to see who it is underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. One guy he rubs it off. And he's like, "Oh, this took me hours to put on." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also cool because the a kind of a running gag throughout the movies that the the marshal's assistant just keeps getting slapped by the marshal. <laughs> right. But then after the marshal tries to rub off the grease paint and he slaps him, then the paint is all over the the assistant's face. It's a really yeah, good little totally. little touch. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the marshal actually, in his pursuits, ends up getting on stage, right? And is rubbing off. Yeah, he gets on stage, yeah, they tries to rub off the stuff. paint off someone, and they start throwing food at him. <laughs> yeah. And then he actually spots the... The, the real, real white, white tiger. tiger. Yeah. Yep. Who's like kind of um, a hiding. And Marshall says like, hey, friend, if you see one that looks suspicious, let me know. There's a reward. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Then then White Tiger uh, goes back to the um, the scarred master, the Philip Coke. Yeah, Master Tam. And, um, and yeah, they basically both agree to, to take down Wong Fei Hong once and for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more just... Uh, Pochi Lam itself, like, he just right. wants to get rid of it. Pochi Lam's like the name of the school, right? Right. He just wants right. to get rid of the. He just wants to get rid of the whole thing. So it comes to uh, one more scene uh, with uh, Wong Fei Hung, and he's like introducing a bunch of people to a party. Ooh, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm scrubbing back through, and when I watched it initially, the um, I was watching the dub, so it didn't have the subtitles for whenever you see characters on like pots and stuff yeah oh, right but and this next scene um foon is trying to take mousy out somewhere and or, or foon's trying to go out somewhere to right. i think to, to try to find the yeah uh, he wants to find the killer yeah he wants to find white tiger and in the midst mm-hmm. of that um they accidentally and knocked o- knock over that. over a yeah they accidentally knock over a pot and the pot says longevity on it so it's like, like a, oh a hex. yeah yeah and Mousy's like uh, worried. Oh, like and and yeah. So Lung actually says like something like, "If I die, you have to get revenge." Yeah, for if me. I have to go, get revenge, <laughs> revenge me. Like okay, like, uh, uh oh, <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> you're not gonna yeah. make it to the end of the movie. Yeah. So then this scene is probably one of the coolest and creepiest in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. It's like the two sort of two faced. Uh, yeah. Man and yeah, wife. Two faced in one body fighters and stuff. Oh. So uh, Foon walks in, and he's in, like, an empty uh, theater and walks down to the stage. And whenever he gets on the stage, this body just comes tumbling down. It's dangling from the from the rafters. And he sees that it's one of the performers from before. And so he starts, like, slowly kind of creeping around uh, the stage. And then this spear comes flying at him. And it's really neat because anytime there's these loud effects, there's no music yet. It's just the sound of right. it swizzing by him. It just stays quiet. And then like a gong goes off, but mm-hmm. it's still quiet. And we start hearing this really creepy laughing from uh, a woman. This white mask monster basically yeah. um, jumps down. And the doubling in this scene's really cool because I'm pretty sure it's one person then they just kind of keep flip-flopping it until it's two people it's it's amazing though and it had to have if it's one performer then it's a lot of costume changes or otherwise Mm -hmm. if it's two so sometimes 
the woman is painted on the rear side of them, and sometimes it's on the mm. front side. Yeah, yeah. And it's so there's the, the woman that's white edited, and the male and is black. These, yeah, it's amazing. And the whole while, the other kind of cue that you have for the woman or the man is there's a laughter while that yeah while they're fighting. <laughs> And they have kind of this dirty tongue kind of thing going yeah. on too. But yeah, it's really long, gross. It's like it's almost like those things that you get at like birthday parties where it like f- f- shoots out whenever you blow into right, it. Right. Yeah, one of those, but obviously a lot creepier in so this context. He, yeah, he handles that character, and then it mm. kind of kind of slides away, and then White Tiger actually ends up showing up. He basically kills Long, and there's. Mm. a crazy like transition between him s- swiping at his midsection and then it it cuts to a, a shot of oh breaking them, that chicken apart. yeah cutting open a chicken so it's like yeah. oh man he's really getting messed up yeah it's yeah. brutal white tiger at this point is using like these long oh, yeah, he, he's using the um, long sleeve i was about to say is there a name for them but it's like these sleeves that have like weights on the end so it almost looks like he's doing a really long punch and the whole time it's getting cut between them at dinner and then him just getting messed up. Right. Mm-hmm. I forget what they White refer tiger. to it in the uh, in the subtitles, but it's yeah, some kind of a sleeve technique or like a magic sleeve. And this is really creepy because Foon's dead on the ground, but then when White Tiger goes to check him, he stands up and punches him and you see that Foon has is like covered in blood with his fist outstretched and then it's master tam right walks out yeah master tam walks out and just pushes the body over it's really creepy yeah it's pretty cool and then they they interrupt wong fei hong's party dropping uh foon's body wrapped in yeah yeah it's like wrapped in a in a carpet or something Mm -hmm. and again it's like this it goes from like slowly kind of becoming a horror movie to just full-on horror movie in this last little section yeah yeah and of course mousey sees it and kind of remembers everything that happened before and, and swears then, revenge i forgot yeah, his flashbacks are uh tinted blue which yeah is they're kind blue of, kind of interesting i like that oh cool that's a yeah i didn't, I didn't think about that before and then uh mousey goes to the he goes back to the i think it's the same theater yeah mm-hmm. and sees like this this silhouette and it turns out to be the marshal who is like tied up to make it look like he's the monster from before. Right. And Master Tam sees him, like wraps him up in a rope, and then Master Tam and Wang Fei Hung have kind of their fight. Their yeah, proper so we're like fight. into our finale here with the sequence. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I'm not sure how many minutes. At least I would say six, like, or, like so, six, six or so five minutes, minutes of, left in the movie of fighting here till the end. And uh, Master Tam uses, I'm sure there's a name for it, but the it's like, it's his hat, but there's With like blades, blades on the on end it, of yeah. it. Kind of uh, similar to like the flying guillotine. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this sequence with uh, Yuan Chung-Yan and Philip Ko is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's cool because Philip Ko is still, I'm pretty sure he's doing all yeah, the stunts yeah. for the most part in this. But so they they have a whole fight and uh, Wong Fei Hung kind of shows him mercy uh, but then sees that there are these uh, like arrows mm-hmm. that are about to shoot out Mousy, and one of them ends up hitting Wang Fei Hung in the leg. And then White Tiger just comes barreling through. And then this is whenever we get the final fight between 
Mousy and White Tiger. And it's really unlike any other uh, final fight in this era that I can think of mm-hmm. because our hero, we don't feel like he's been fully trained. And Yeah, I, right. I no think, training montage in this whole movie, which right. is incredible. And, and even if uh, at first glance it might feel like, oh, we're not necessarily getting to see like Yun Byu at his like finest and sharpest, I think mm-hmm. it takes such incredible skill to give the kind of performance he's giving here. It's yes. really funny, and he really sells it that he's kind of, he's yeah, kind of underschooled and mm-hmm. almost doesn't know what he's doing. And it's I yeah. don't know. I think it, it makes it one of the most unique uh, final fights I can think of. Mm-hmm. White Tiger is fighting with the really long sleeves again, yeah. and literally all that uh, Mousy is doing is doing like the drying with the two fingers technique. Right. So he's using and his two fingers away. and like. Yeah clawing all the way up and it's really great uh, a little later in the fight um he ends up ripping off his sleeves and his entire uh, white tiger's entire shirt gets ripped off and mousy just kind of looks and is like uh, wait oh no <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know how to That's actually fight if he doesn't have yeah sleeves. it seems like he's learned the like acrobatics from running away from like his sister <laughs> and then <laughs> he's learned the clothing technique from yeah. like passed down from his family and that's most of what he's you doing here yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the way that he actually fights is by scrubbing him, just like he scrubbed yeah. the, the clothes earlier. Right, right. So he, yeah, scrubs his arm raw. You see his arm all bloody. And eventually, yeah, and that's and that's actually how he defeats him in the end, is he just keeps scrubbing his chest over and over. It's kind of rough, actually. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think... Uh, it seems intentional, I think, from the filmmakers, but it's... Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's in keeping with, like, the tone of this movie, which is, uh, at times, very dark. Mm-hmm. And But again, know, I feel if, like the darkness in this movie feels more feels more earned than it does in Magnificent Butcher. Sure, sure. And right before this, White Tiger almost, or maybe does, I'm not sure if it really says, but he kills Master Tam. Um, but then Mousy comes in and just keeps scrubbing on his chest over and over again. Yeah. And in the... And I'm not sure if this was in the sub as well, but in the dub, he basically says, <laughs> Kind of creepy. Uh, oh, wow. But then after it's over, uh, Wong Fei Hun's like, hey, he's he's dead. You can stop. Right. And then, of course, we get a nice... Uh, this he had says, to be like, I, kill, I killed the painted face. Far. I killed the painted <laughs> face. Right. And then we get a good final freeze frame after mousy falls over yep. on the ground yeah this is this is i think one of those moments that feels like they're kind of forced by the conventions they have to end on this freeze frame um <laughs> but yeah it's not quite the right tone for these freeze frame endings you know yeah um yeah it's, it's not it's, like it's a just... celebration like, like for one uh as vicious as he was like white tiger always had some amount of sympathy which i think is pretty mm-hmm. interesting yeah and then uh, Mousy almost didn't realize what he was doing and um, didn't realize his own strength there at the end. So it's there's no real cause for celebration here. Yeah. But, you know, it's a kung fu movie, so yeah. you got to end yeah, up with totally. a freeze frame. <laughs> and I love how these movies just end. Like, there's not, like, another scene of him, like, training a month later, him going back to the laundry or anything right. like that. It just It's just over. Movie's over. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and no end could... credits at this at this period yeah you could almost picture him 
going back to his sister and she's just gonna start giving him a hard time because he hasn't gotten the <laughs> yeah the money from his you know from their uh, the people that they're doing work for and it was a really good movie though I, I liked it a lot really the standout for me I mean I I did like that we got a lot more Wong Fei Hung in this movie yes um, yeah he's awesome and the lion dance sequences were just yes so good I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. If if you're mm-hmm. listening to this show, you should see it. It's yeah, really cool. And I also like that we're three movies in and we get to kind of see these uh, same stars doing their thing, mm-hmm. but in very different roles. Like this yeah. connective tissue that we've been talking about. It it's so cool. It's so it's showcases the versatility of these actors not just in the action that they perform but the acting itself it's really cool yeah and Mm -hmm. i feel like for each of these films um we're really yeah we're really seeing their like you're saying carlos not just their like martial arts chops but their acting chops and i don't think either of these three roles would have been interchangeable with any of the trio you know right um Mm -hmm. and this film in particular i think is a perfect vehicle for yun Biu. he's so sympathetic as this kind of young unconfident you know laundromat man yeah well this is definitely is definitely a really cool movie a cool kind of mixture between being a kind of horror movie-ish but also being a kung fu comedy uh but next week we're going to or i guess next episode uh we're going to be talking about wheels on no Yes, Wheels yes, on Meals. That's correct. so hard. To, that's yeah. so hard to say. You got it. Wheels on Meals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Golden Harvest uh, had had two films that year um, that began with an or the international titles began with an M, and it was uh, seen as bad luck to try to try a third movie. So yeah, so Wheels on Meals. The words because you can uh, do that. So next week we're talking about that, and you said this is a combination of. Of Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, and Yuen Bu. Yeah, I think it's widely considered the best film that really showcases the those three actors as a trio. Mm-hmm. There are some other instances. They're they're all in uh, Project A in fairly big roles, and then in Winners and Sinners and the My Lucky Stars movies, and then also uh, Dragons Forever, which was made yeah. later, tries to kind of recapture some of the magic of Wheels on Meals, but. Yeah, you are in for uh, such a treat, Matthew. And I think we mm-hmm. mentioned on the first episode, uh, this was the movie that Carlos this and I... This is the reason this podcast kind of, exists. Uh, yeah, bonded, actually, kung Fu yeah. bonded over. It's basic, yeah, yeah, it's basically the reason why we're here right now. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I like what you're saying, Matthew, about we get these touches of horror in, uh, in Dreadnought. And uh, it's actually a little bit of a foretaste of some of the new trends that would come up in like the early eighties in Hong Kong, which is like a lot more of the sort of Kung Fu horror, like the Mr. Vampire sort of movies. Mm -hmm. And then some of the uh, Chinese folklore and fantasy, uh, some of the Yuan Wuping films following this, like Miracle Fighters and uh, Shaolin Drunkard. um, They take some of these kind of fantastical elements, like the sleeve and that sort of a thing, like to the next level. And, uh, but this is, this is a really nice sort of snapshot in time, and I can't wait for uh, for next week's next mm-hmm. week's movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. We, at the end, we always say, "Room your training." I think we've decided that your training is to watch the movie before we see it next week. Yeah. Wheels on Meals is kind of hard to find. 
or at least it's not streaming anywhere. You kind of have to get an actual uh, DVD copy of it. Yeah, and um, if you can, uh, if you have a working VCR, why not pick up an old <laughs> VHS tape? This is, uh, I remember having so much pride um, in high school when I imported the, the VHS. And, um, yeah. Oh, wow. And it definitely I never, got passed around a lot with my friends. Yeah, I, like, I, like you're saying, I, I don't think I ever owned it myself, but, uh, and I can't remember which of my friends had it. Maybe it was Alberto, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, we watched it a lot. Like, I watched it, but yeah, I never had it in my house, but it made such a lasting impression on me. Even though I didn't own it, I knew it so well. And we talked about the final fight in this movie as being sort of atypical, that our hero hasn't been fully trained, and um, it really adds to the stakes of it, because you're not sure if he can get through, uh, um, can I get through in one piece? But Wheels on Meals, its final fight is regarded by many as one of uh, one of the oh, greatest uh, fight scenes committed to f- to film. So this it's is uh, so good. Jackie versus Benny Orquidez, and yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to it. But uh, until next week, guys, when we're going to talk about Wheels on Meals, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty, and I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes Three. Remember your training. <laughs>